0: Hello and welcome to the first official episode of the On The Bench podcast with me, Will. Thank you very much for joining me today. Hope you're having a good day wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Uh, I'm sure you're unfamiliar with this podcast. It's a new podcast. I've created a solo football podcast, which I've not seen many. I've not seen many solo podcasts in general. So it's basically just it's basically just going to be me waffling and hopefully people listen to it. Hopefully people enjoy it. Um, also what I want to do with this is obviously get the listeners in involved as much as I can, so uh, like on Twitter, so make sure to go and follow our Twitter, get involved at on the Bench Cast on Twitter. Hopefully get some talking points going, which I can then waffle about on future episodes. Um as we get into the first episode, I was just, for the first episode I was wondering what i gonna talk about, so I just thought I'd talk about some of the recent results from uh, Saturday seventeenth of February yesterday for me. Uh, in the Premier League mainly. Obviously with this podcast, I'm just basically going to talk everything football. So there's not a limit on Premier League, non-league, weird stories, whatever. But I thought I'd just start off with a nice little view of some of the Premier League games. My thoughts on some games. Um, and yeah, we'll go from there. There's also a start, bench, self section, which I wanted to do. Because uh, I saw floating around Twitter, obviously the main one of Phone Saka and Cole Palmer. That little debate going on, so we'll talk about that in a bit. But thank you very much for joining me on this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. If you do enjoy it, please give it a five-star rating on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'd appreciate it. And I hope you enjoy the podcast, and I hope you follow along for the future. So let's get into some of the football games. If we go back to yesterday midday, uh, Liverpool-Brentford. I did watch some of the game. But to be fair, that's probably something I want to talk about on some podcasts. The problem of trying to watch all different football games. I was speaking to this, speaking to my friend about this the other day, actually, about having to pay obviously Sky BT or the obviously the blackouts three o'clock. And also, I saw recently the um, BT. I think I believe have bought FA Cup rights for next season, so that'd be interesting. Anyway, I'm going off topic, but it's all right because it's a solo podcast. So I can I don't have a co-host, which you know, which. You're going to blame me, because it's literally just me. Um, anyway, so Brentford-Liverpool yesterday. Obviously a big win for Liverpool. 4-1, top of the league. Um, an impressive win, I have to say. I think with the injury news, especially with Alisson, um, some people were unsure. Definitely could see it as a slip-up, because Brentford has proven a slip-up for many teams in the past, and obviously now with Ivan Tony back. And he's obviously cooking. Um, so, 4-1. Very good. Uh, obviously, Mo Salah coming back off the bench uh, with a goal and assist. Very good. Obviously, bits unfortunate for Liverpool as they get more injuries. Uh, I believe Curtis Jones and Jota went off in the first half. Um, and Nunes' goal was a interesting one. Liverpool's first goal. Nice little counter-attacking move. Um, i I know when I watched the clip of the goal, I wasn't watching that bit live, I saw the clip of the goal, I know 90% of people watching that would have expected him to miss. I know no one would expect him to chip from that angle, especially the fact that Fleckham was just stood upright. Um, which I think sums up Darwin one, you know, to be fair, because I think even the best player in the world would unlikely think to chip it from that angle. But, that's why people like him, that's why I like him. So, fair enough to him. Um, Obviously, the game was an interesting game. Obviously, uh, Brentford had a good spell of possession and some good chances. So, whether 4-1 is accurately reflected with the score of the game, uh, I'm not too sure. But that's what the best teams can do to you. That's why Liverpool's top of the league. So, fair enough to them. Um, so, back on to Salah. I wanted to have I wanted to bring this uh, topic up of, is most Salah the best player in the league? Um, which you know, no one's ever going to agree on who the best player in the league is, and obviously it changes based on players' forms, um, longevity. But for me, it was always Kane, De Bruyne, Salah were the ones top up there. Uh, obviously Kane's moved on and obviously Harlan in the league now, so I think it's between those three. Uh, I think there's a better argument... For De Bruyne and Salah over Haaland just because longevity and both their impacts on the team, I think Salah's definitely got to be up there just because of his impact on the league and they've pulled this. His stats are unbelievable, and um, I always hear a lot of people talk about. Obviously, he's not, he's he's not maybe the best player to watch, which I think is a compliment to him because it just means he's he's effective, and that's also a talking point I want to talk about later when we talk about Foden, Saka and Palmer, and argument for. Saka, he's more efficient over um, looking nice, which I think is compliment, because you need those efficient players, and that's why Liverpool have done so well for so long with Mo Salah and their team, um, so yeah, he's back, obviously, big lift for Liverpool, um, obviously, the lift has been slightly diluted, the fact of the injuries, obviously, Alisson pulled the game and then... Jota um Curtis Jones. Hopefully, the injuries aren't too bad for them. I've, I heard I heard and saw somewhere that Jota was walking around. Um, so, whether he won't be out for too long would be big for them. Obviously, Curtis Jones had a good good season as well. Um, so, that was the lunchtime game yesterday. Uh, a good game for Liverpool. Going in on the 3 o'clock games uh, from yesterday in the Premier League, there was a few talking points I wanted to... Uh, bring up and waffle about on here on the podcast. Um, firstly, I'm going to start off with the West Ham Forest. Obviously, there's a fair few talking points from this game. Obviously, uh, it finished 2-0 to Nottingham Forest. Uh, the first one I wanted to talk about, which will lead into the conversation about the upcoming Euros for England, was Calvin Phillips, obviously on his debut for the club. Um, unimpressed, I think, is an understatement. Of what West Ham fans thought of him. Obviously, just seemed a bit sloppy. Obviously, let that goal in on his debut. And then, yesterday in the first game, obviously got sent off. Obviously, I wasn't watching the game, but from my interpretation from fans on Twitter, on the commentary, on uh, on Sky Sports, it was, it was just sloppy. It doesn't look like he's enjoying his football there, which you can understand, it's been a difficult time for him since he's left Leeds join Man City, I don't want to go into it's time at Man City too much but it obviously brings on to the debate as we talk about England uh, in the summer of will he be on the plane to the Euros obviously, in we're we getting nearer to the time I probably do lots of episodes on the Euros, on who I would have in my squad, that sort of thing hopefully get you guys involved, who you'd have in your squad, who you wouldn't have in your squad there's some unpopular opinions but I have to say, my current stance is I wouldn't have him in the um, Your squad, obviously, m- most people's argument for him is we don't have two many proper defensive mids. Obviously, it's basically guaranteed. Most people say Declan Rice would start, which is obviously fair um, in that defensive midfielder role. it was obviously Jude also the midfield. Question question lies who, which third midfielder you'd have in there, obviously depending what formation you play. Obviously, you'd hope Gareth Southgate would play a three midfield. I think I would. Um, but I don't think I would take him as it stands. Obviously, I think you've got to give a shout to James Ward prowse I don't see why he wouldn't, obviously. does leave some parts of his game to be decided. Obviously, he's not the most flashy, but obviously, his set piece ability, which I haven't seen. I haven't seen a free kick for a while, to be fair, but obviously, he's got that in his locker. And he's just a workhorse, you know, you've got to respect him. Um, so, obviously, I'd put his name in the argument. Um, obviously, we 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 don't know how Calvin Phillips will play up until then. So obviously, it's what. To be fair, it's it's actually not not as many months as you would think to be Fair, but obviously, a lot can happen in a short space time in football. So maybe he might come back from his red card suspension and thrive at West Ham. Hopefully, well, hopefully that's the case for him and obviously England if he's in good form. Um, but obviously, that's. Uncertainties, other midfield options, I don't know, I I was trying to think about these potentially on-the-fence English midfielders. Obviously there's the no-doubt debate when we're talking about on-the-fence English midfielders for the Euros. Of Jordan Henderson, obviously he's gone to Ajax, obviously it's well documented that Gareth likes him. Obviously Mason Mount, I've not seen him play a game of football since like the summer, uh, start of the season for United. Um, it's difficult because you never know what Gareth Southgate is going to be thinking, and obviously it's no one's decision apart from him. So, but whether Calvin Phillips will go or not, that is a um, that is up in the air. Definitely for sure at the minute. Um, but yeah, two 0 Forest. Very good win for them. Um, another point in that game was the Nico Williams penalty. Well, a penalty important game, pound penalty shout. I did see that. I think that was a wrong decision. Obviously, we could spend 100 episodes on this podcast talking about referee decisions, which are questionable. But I just thought I'd bring that up. I think that was pen. Uh, obviously, did, obviously didn't matter in the end. West Ham won. Uh, sorry, Forest won 2-0. Could have been 3. Who knows? But yes, I think that was a penalty on Nico Williams. Um, moving on, other 3pm games from yesterday. Um, a great game. Which I think most people would have backed up in the draw, whatever the scoreline, where, where the goals scored, no, no, 1 1 2 2. Did finish 2 2, uh, Newcastle, Bournemouth. Uh, there's not too much I want to talk about this game, but a talking point I did want to mention is probably one not, not not many people would guess I'd bring up, but, and some people might not even know who the player is, but obviously, if you, I think most people would have obviously listened to this football fan, is uh, Semenyo for Bournemouth. I was just impressed with him, man. I just thought he was really good. I remember when they signed him. I think they signed him when they just came back up. And obviously, you look at that. Was he at? don't know. Was he a QPR or something? Anyway, um, as we thought, Championship player, not going to get minutes, including myself. And I've literally heard not a single person talk about him, obviously because Bournemouth are carried by Solanke, uh, which props to him. I think very very well. Deserved his reputation at the minute, obviously scoring good goals. Um, I like Slanke, but Semenyo, I just think, when I was watching him, he does everything right. He's pay he, he plays off the ball well, he just does everything. I was just impressed with him from the clips I saw yesterday, and he's been getting goals a lot recently. Um, obviously, obviously, he's he's not a, a, like a Premier League striker, Premier League attacker, which is going to get you, you know, mini goals, see them. But I just thought he deserved a little mention there. Just because I was impressed with him. And he's just a player I've never heard mentioned once. Um, so good game that. 2-all Newcastle, Bournemouth. Um, probably a fair, a fair point for each side. Uh, the other 3pm game I wanted to mention was obviously the Wolves-Tottenham game. Wolves won that game 2-1. And an interesting thing I was thinking about when I saw that scoreline, was since Wolves came back into the Premier League, I have never felt for one second they're going to get relegated. Obviously, um, now they haven't. They've Obviously, it's quite clear. Now they haven't got as good a score as they did. Obviously, when they were challenging, obviously, in Europe, that sort of thing, with players like Chalantini um, and Ruben Evers. Um Obviously, when Raul Jimenez was in form there, obviously, at the club. But... Obviously, props does have to go to Gary O'Neill. But I just feel like I'm. I've, there's, there's not a shadow of my doubt that Wolves will get relegated. And I just feel like in the future, I just think, I don't know, there's just something about them which gives me confidence they're going to stay in the league each year. Um, whether that's the professionalism of the players. Obviously, obviously they were in a bit of a predicament early on in the season. And obviously, they've got their financial stuff going on in the background, which obviously you have to give props to Gary O'Neill for. But I don't know. I just like wolves. Like the way they operate and holding, you know, hold themselves, confidence, professional. And I just, I just in the upcoming years, I can, I just never see them being relegated, which is a good thing for them. And hopefully, they can grow, uh, have less financial problems, and obviously grow back up the Premier League table. So there were the little topic points I wanted to talk about from the three pm games yesterday. Obviously. Yesterday evening, the big game was Manchester City. Chelsea finished one all. Sterling haunting Man City with his first half goal. Um, the the goal itself, it was a good goal, I think. Carl Walker does, does super- poor, which you wouldn't have expected him to do. Uh, obviously, Stein did send him a bit, because um, I think mo- I think mo- most people watching that would have hundred percent and Sterling wanted to cut inside which he's done for many times and obviously did a lot for Man City um, but fair play to Sterling, fair play to Chelsea I think they countered amazingly that game, I think that's just Chelsea's thing they made they counter amazingly obviously the different players facilitate it obviously Palmer uh, Jackson did quite well obviously not in a scoring sense but in a counter-attacking sense, he's got good pace and Sterling, I don't think I've seen Sterling play much the last couple of games with Chelsea but he obviously played well in that system as well uh, so, good from Chelsea in their goal in the game to fair counterattacking. Obviously, it finished 1 all with the latest goal from Rodri. How many times have we heard that before? Rodri loves a late goal, whether it's in Champions League's final or just a game like that. Um, obviously, it was a tactical sort of change from Chelsea as they brought on a, another defender, obviously trying to hold on to the 1 0. Um, did see, obviously, the pundits. Uh, obviously, Sturridge and Michael Richards on Sky last night. Talk about whether, whether that was the right decision. Obviously, you'll never know what happens in the game. But I do think Chelsea. I mean, Man City, you're always going to be a threat. So it's not a case of if you've got seven defenders on the pitch, Man City is still going to be a threat. Um, but I definitely could have seen Chelsea scoring another goal, you know, a second goal. They, they they definitely did have, did have the chances. So whether, whether they could have won that game, who knows? Obviously, Man City could have easily won the game. Harland had many chances. A poor display from Erling, which we don't say often in that game. Um, but obviously, in, in, in the title race, big game, Man City dropped points. Obviously, they still got a game in hand. But they, if they won that game, they would be still one point behind Liverpool. So, Liverpool are outright at the top for now, uh, which obviously will feel good for them. There's no doubt in my mind that Man City will put pressure on. Can I see Liverpool winning every single game left in the season? No, because obviously they, they do play Man City in a couple of weeks, which will obviously I think most people would back Man City to win. Obviously if Liverpool did win, it would be a complete different story Um on the league. And obviously if they did win that, you'd probably back them to win. Obviously there is Arsenal there as well. Um I don't know what Arsenal's fixtures are looking like for the rest of the season, but I think you'd back Arsenal to win most games. I mean, You'd back all those three teams to win most games. It's just the crucial games where things can go wrong. Who gets on top? Obviously, I'll back Man City to win the league still because it's Man City. I don't done it so many times. If you back them, that's a dangerous game for you to play. Um, Doubt to Man City. Um, but yeah, good weekend for Liverpool and Arsenal, especially for Liverpool. Not the best display in the world for Man City, but I'm sure they'll bounce back as soon as can be. So that was, that's um, yesterday's football. Saturday, some great games of football, as always in the Premier League. Now I want to go on to the start, bench, sell uh, part of the pod. Uh, Yesterday on Twitter, I saw the debate of Foden Saka and Cole Palmer flying around. Obviously, which play would you start, which play would bench, which play you'd sell. And I've got a few different examples I've created, um, which hopefully we can go through and I can talk to you, my thoughts on this sort of thing. But starting with Foden Saka and Cole Palmer. Um, start, bench, sell. Um, I Obviously, uh, most people would sell Palmer. I'm just going to go straight in with that. Yes, I'm picking to sell Cole Palmer. Obviously, he's been in great form for Chelsea and He's got a bright future environment, but I do think Foden Saka are on a different league team at the minute, which is fair enough. Obviously, the big argument is, do you start... Fair enough, do you start Saka? And it's really difficult, this, because if you say one, obviously all Arsenal fans are going to think Saka, all City fans going to think Burn. fair enough. Um, and I was thinking about this earlier, I was, gonna, I was thinking, what do I notice when I watch these two players? Obviously, start off, both of them are amazing players, so probably the two best youngsters in the league, um, my thing with Saka, I think he's more consistent than Foden. Obviously, I think he played more game time, which is obviously none of, none, of he, none of their faults. It's just uh, Man City scored depth. compared you know, to Arsenal squad score depth. Certain players play a different t- amount of game time. That's fair enough. But I do think Saka is just more consistent than Foden. But... I think on their day, phone is just a little bit better, which might cause controversy. You guys listening will disagree, probably will disagree, but I think Saka... My point is, I think Saka's more consistent phone on his day is better. Um, So... Does that mean Fodum will be better off the bench? I'm still debating, obviously coming up off the back of those points, which one do I start, which one do I bench. I am going to start Fodum bench Saka. Please don't hate me. Um, Obviously, it's a toss-up, really. I, I don't really mind. I'd be quite happy to start Saka. But that's what I'm going to go with. So, start fodem bench Saka, sell Palmer. Moving on to the next... Start, bench, sell, little debate. These are the four I've got, another four of these are just players I picked, which I think would be a good debate argument. The next one is Salah, Son, Sterling. I think this could potentially could be more difficult, because I think um, all these three wingers have had longevity in the Premier League fair and obviously have been good in the Premier Obviously, I think it's easy... Uh, in recent times, to say Sterling hasn't been as good as Sol and Salah in the recent, sort of, last year or two. Um, but it's, it, 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 in football, and especially Premier League, it's so easy to forget how good a player is. And just years for Man City, Sterling's definitely up there as, you know, one of the best players, you know, n- n- not just wingers, one of the best players in the league for Man City. It was so good, and I think... Since he Chelsea, people have just forgotten us so quick. Obviously, he's, he's not performed to the levels he can. And obviously, because of how long he's been been in the Prem, he's still only 29. Obviously, he's still younger than, than uh, Salon Son. Um, so, I do think he's underrated, which is outrageous to say when you look at how many goals and how long he's been in the Prem for a player to be even considered you know, under, underrated. But having said that and so me singing his praises based on obviously the last couple of years I am going to sell Sterling with regret sorry Ream. Um I will sell Sterling I will bench Son and I will start Salah obviously I talked about Salah at the start of the pod being out there with the best player in the league obviously Son Son's probably in the top 10 best players in the league Um because obviously he's been amazing but Salah consistency I don't think as much. of I, I I think it's easier to make that that decision than the phone and sack argument. So I will start seller, bench son and sell Raheem Sterling. Right next one, we have got a sort of strike pick. We got Tony Solanke and Watkins start bench sell. Um, obviously recently it's gonna be it's gonna be slightly unfair on Tony because obviously he's been out for ages with that ban. But obviously, since he's come back, he's been flying. All these players have been flying, really. Um, obviously, especially Watkins. I think I saw a stat yesterday. Only salah has got more goal involvements this season than Ollie Watkins, which obviously created to oh, him. This is—I thought like this might be the most difficult one for. Um, it's so difficult because it because it's it's thinking if. For my team, who would I want starting? Um, this is honestly so difficult because all of them have been really good. I think as much as I like Dom, Slanky, I think I'm going to sell him. Uh, which is mad to say based on his form. And obviously, apologise. But I just think the other two provide a little bit more in different aspects. So, it's regretful. I'm going to sell Slanky. Left with Watkins and Tony. They do offer different things. Um, obviously, Watkins is just good in behind. Tony is just good at everything. Oh, it's difficult. I'm going to... It's unfair because Tony's been out for so long. But I'm going to bench Tony. Start Watkins. Which is to do with how much game time they've played and the obviously seasons, but if Tony hadn't been out for his ban, I do think I would say start Tony, because obviously he'd been in a diff- much, much different place and his goal tally and stuff. So I do think, on his day, Tony is probably better than Watkins. But for now, I'll start Watkins, Ben and Tony, and sell Dominic Solanke. Moving on to the fourth one, a goalkeeper selection. Now, this one, I think... Probably the easiest one, actually. We've got Edison, Allison, David Raya. Um, obviously, straight away we can start Allison. Not much debate there. Best goalkeeper in the league. Probably in the world. Um, I don't think you can argue that too much. Then we've got Edison and Raya. Um, the interesting thing about Edison, obviously, over the years, playing for City, I've always dissed Edison, really. Just because I think he's not as good as people made out. But the problem with when you share that opinion on a player there comes a point where he becomes underrated because so many people have said he's overrated and then there's that little balance of is he over and underrated I guess it just depends who you ask on their opinion on it but I think I'll bench him and sell Raya. I do really like David Raya and I think over time obviously he could be um, better than Edison. He's never going to be better than Edison, in my opinion. But I think it is easy to slate Edison because he's got mistakes in him. But he's been with Man City for a long time. And he's won a lot of stuff, I and mean, in moments he has made good saves. So you've got to, you have to rate him a lot, you know. So and 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 obviously, Dad Ryan might reach those heights with Arsenal. Obviously, I. would Arsenal in the upcoming years aren't going to win as many things as Man City did, but obviously in the years, if he keeps on playing for Arsenal, starting for Arsenal in the next coming years, obviously he might change that. But I think, comfortably, I think this is the easiest one. I'll start Alisson Becker, bench Edison, and sell David Raya. Moving on to the last one. I think this one will be up there with difficulty with the Tony Slanky Watkins debate. We're going with Marcin Odegaard, Bruno Fernandes, or James Madison. Oh my goodness, I've no idea what I'm going to say here. Um I find this on this one actually might be the most bad because it's obviously it's it's like slightly bigger team dealing with it. Um, oh my days. Obviously, I don't like Bruno Fernandes on a football pitch. Um, so I, I'm going to try and not let like that affect my opinion on his footballing ability. Obviously it will, unconsciously. Um, which is you could say unfair on him, but if he wasn't such a knob, I wouldn't have this pin on him. Um, Odegaard. <sighs> Thinking of, think of these type of questions, it is difficult to not let which player you like more to dictate. Um, on their skill, obviously, if 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 it's based on who we like more, obviously it would be Madison Odegaard, Fernandes, but. Skill as well. Oh my days, is difficult. This is actually so difficult, man. Um, and I I know whatever I say here, people are gonna have complete opposite opinions, which is fair enough because I think all these are interesting. Um, as much as I like Jane Madison, and a part of me does want to start in, I'm not sure why, I just think on his days, I'm real. Honestly. He has been down there with Leicester for a while. Obviously joined Tottenham. Which to be fair, I'd I'd expect to use that as as a negative for him. But, does that raise his hype that he's been playing for a lesser team and doing just as well in periods? Potentially. Um, I think... Bruno Fernandez has not been as good as he was when he like in that maybe one and a half two years since he joined Man United because he, he he was unreal. And let's be honest, he was getting a goal assist pretty much every game. Um, Odegaard has not been in as good as form this season as he was last season. After that, for sure. But I think season one. Hmm. You know what? This is gonna be unpopular. I've. I've Arsenal fans are going to hate me because I've benched Saka. I'm going to sell Odegaard. That feels wrong. That feels like I've done something bad. But oh, I feel so bad. I'm going to bench Odegaard just because I feel like he excites me less than the other two when they're, when they're on form. That feels bad. I'm going to, I am gonna. feel like I've got to make a decision. Here. I'm going to bench. I'm going to sell Odegaard, bench Marison, start Bruno Fernandes. That felt horrible because I hate Bruno Fernandes. But this is going. This is based off on their day. That is horrible. That is the most, most difficult one. I'm. I'm not sure what you guys think of that one. Odegaard, Fandlers, Madison. Tweet me at on the bench podcast cast. What do you think of that one? That is just so difficult. I feel like I've just started debating that. That is so difficult. But I've. I've said it now, so we have to go with it. Sell Odegaard, bench the start Founders That makes me feel physically sick. Um, the thing is with Odegaard, I don't know. I just, I just don't. I just, he, he, he doesn't wow me as much as maybe, as maybe as, as, as he did last season. Um, he, yeah, he just didn't. He just doesn't wow me as much. I, I feel like on their day, Madison does wow you a lot, and I think people. Do forget how good Fernandes was uh, in the first couple of years he joined. He was scoring, he was scoring goals, you know, Bruno Fernandes, um, which is fair play to him, fair play to Bruno Fernandes. So that was a little start bench cell uh, section of the pod. I enjoyed that. If you like guys like that, all incorporate that into some episodes. Obviously, I've got lots of plans for future episodes. Not all episodes are going to be like this, of chatty review of the games, different talking points. I've got a few little fumbling stories, other little bits and bobs, unique things which we can waffle about, chat about. Obviously, it is a Zoda podcast, so it is literally just me waffling. I've got no co-host to bounce off. That's why I want to try and get you guys involved as much as we can. Um, There are a couple... Other things I want to talk about in the rest of this podcast episode. Obviously, I'm not setting a time limit on how long these episodes are going to be. It's just dependent on how long I want to waffle for and how many things we can talk about. Obviously, you could talk about for millions of hours football, which is one of the things why we love it. But I want to briefly talk about, obviously, we're in mid-February now. I want to talk about the bottom end of the Premier League, who I think are going to get relegation. Um... I'm looking at the table right now. Obviously, it's currently Sheffield United down in 20th. Burnley, Everton. Obviously, Everton did get that to 10 points. Um, I did hit. Obviously, there was the news like, more recently about another deduction, but I've not heard any more about that. So, that would be a big blow for them. Uh, looking at the form of them, obviously, shocking form for all, all of them, really. Um, the question is, who do I think will go down at the end of the season? I... Definitely think Sheffield United are going to go down. Um, obviously, Luton is 17th. Palace is 16th. Forrester, 15th. I think Burnley will go down. Sheffield United, Burnley. I think they'll go down. Now it's who do, the third one I think will go down. Do I think Luton will go down? I'm not sure I do. I don't want Luton to go down because I think they've been great this season. I think they've just been an interesting team. With their ground, their whole, where they play. I think lots of the games they've played well. Obviously, their form—the last five games—they've lost two, drawn two, one one, uh, which obviously is sort of mid-ish sort of form. Um, who do I think will go down? I th- I'm going to go Everton. So I'm—I'm—I'm going to stick with the current bo- bottom three to go down. But obviously, only based on their ten-point seduction. Obviously, I think it's—that's difficult because you can never. Um, that Everton two much, obviously, last season or the season before. Um just Glutton Park can change things, man. It it, it can change things. But I wanna see Luton Town stay up. So I'll say Everton, Burnley, Sheffield United go down. As much as I think Everton can bring stuff out of the dust. I'm more certain on uh Burnley and Sheffield United going down. But I think I think it'll be a scrap between Luton um Everton and who knows if teams like Palace and Forest will get sucked in there. Um so that's the botman of the Premier League another thing I wanted to talk about was obviously a popular uh, topic of the minute in the Bundesliga obviously with Harry Kane Bayern Munich, Leverkusen and obviously managed by Xabi Alonso which has obviously been in the news quite a lot because of their run but also because of the departure of Jürgen Klopp uh, whether he'll see a change of club management in the summer Um, the situation with Harry Kane is obviously difficult because you do feel sorry for the man so he's 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 one of the best players in the world. Let, you know, let's just clear this up. He's a phenomenal player, but obviously Bayern haven't been firing as much as they normally do or have done for the past ten years in the Bundesliga. or Always have, really. When the Bundesliga basically guaranteed. Um, obviously, Leverkusen beat them, threw them in the league recently. Uh, Bayern Munich just lost one nil to Latvia in the first leg of the Champions League round of sixteen. So it's been a difficult week and a half, two weeks, for Bayern and Kane. Um, obviously I, th- I think they're knocked out of the um, the cup in Germany. So it's a difficult time for Bayern. And, and part of you does make you laugh at the situation, Parry Kane, but you know, part of you does feel sorry for him. Um, obviously, whether they win the league... Leverkusen or not, I don't think is is as important as people think. Personally, for Xabi Lonzo, obviously it's massive for Leverkusen and for the league. But I don't think it's as big for Xabi Lonzo as people think. I think even if he bottles in inverted commas, it's, it's not really bowl because obviously Bayern Munich are obviously the powerhouse of the league. If they weren't to win the league, I do still think Xabi Lonzo gets a massive move to Real Madrid or Liverpool, whether he wins or not. So I don't think that's a massive deal because obviously. He's still proven he can change the landscape of the club, bring, obviously, players in and turn them great. Um, so, who so, you know, gets a move, whatever. But, obviously, I think it's, you know, obviously Kane really wants a trophy. Whether, obviously, when Kane joined Bayern in the summer, obviously no one knows, apart from probably those close to him, how long he planned to stay at Bayern for. Obviously, some people have said he... You know, he's gonna stay in Bayern for one or two years, get a couple of trophies, then come back, Premier League break the goal scoring record. Uh, obviously that might be the case, but obviously he he's in a situation here where it's not looking too amazing or comfortable for him to get a trophy. Um whether Leverkusen will slip up and Bayern Munich can win the league is a obviously all up in the air hypothetical. But I do think Bayern will win the second leg against Lazio and go through. Do I think they'll win the Champions League? No. I think Man City will win the Champions League. I don't really see who else can battle Man City in the Champions League. Obviously, I think probably Arsenal's up there, but I think on their day, Man City beats Arsenal, definitely. Um, obviously, there's Real Madrid. don't think Real Madrid are flying um, as much as they would, Not only per se, because they've got injuries. Obviously, I do think they're missing that dominant goal scoring striker which they've had for decades decades obviously some of the best strikers in the world obviously their main goal scoring outlet has been jude bellingham which says you know a lot since that benzema ronaldo whoever in the past were all as we go back um all these amazing strikers um and they've sort of just been playing with vinicius and rodrigo up front so i, I, I don't think they're a massive threat so obviously they still could win the champions league what do i know but you'd back seems to beat all the teams in Champions League on their day. Um, so I don't think Bayern wins the Champions League. They're not going to win their cup. Obviously, they're out. So it's only really the league if they can just win pretty much every game left of the season. And Lev slips up, which right now isn't looking likely. Which would mean a a trophyless season for Harry Kane which he obviously has come accustomed to, but obviously didn't think it would happen as he joined Bayern um, obviously I think he'll be at Bayern for the following season whether it'll be that the season after that, obviously it's difficult to say, with no idea what's going through his head um, but obviously I wish him the best, obviously I'm not a Spurs fan or anything, I'm not a Bayern Munich fan I think um, obviously I like Harry Kane Obviously, he's England's man. Obviously, if England do something in the Euros this season, in the summer, Harry Kane will be a massive part, if not the main part of it, um, as he's been so good for England, scoring goals in big tournaments. Um, So, yeah, I I do hope the best for Harry Kane. I hope he does win a trophy soon, (laughs) soon, um, for his sake, I think he's been an amazing player in the last however many years in the Premier League, um, and obviously for Spurs. Um, going back to Jabby Lonzo, I do... Obviously, people are saying he's favourites for Liverpool, the Liverpool manager role in the summer as Klopp leaves. I agree. I think he'd probably be the best suit for Liverpool. After there's conversations of Deserby, um, Who else did I see? Conversations of... Um, I can't remember, there was another, another man floating around. But I think, obviously, Xabi's got the history of Liverpool. And, obviously, there's lots of attributes, which I don't necessarily want to go into with Xabi Lonzo Liverpool. But I do think they're a good fit. Um, so, Harry Kane, Xabi Lonzo. Good luck to both of them. Um, I'm recording this just before the Sheffield United-Brighton game on Sunday and the luton Man United game. Just before we finish up with the first episode of the pod... Um, a big game for Sheffield United, obviously, bottom of the league. Um, I'm going to do a little prediction. I'm going to say 3 1 Brighton. Um, Luton Man United, obviously, will be a good game. I'm going to say 2 1 Manchester United, United, but I think that will be a good game uh, this afternoon. Um, that's about everything I wanted to talk about. Obviously, a few things around the podcast. Obviously, this has been the first episode. Um, frequency of the podcast. I'm not going to set a frequency. It's just whenever I've got some things I want to talk about, whether it's whatever that is. Uh, I'm going to aim at sort of a couple a week. Could be more. Could be less. We'll see. Um, I think that's about it for the first episode. I hope you all enjoyed. Obviously, I think we'll obviously understand the podcast more as we get into more uh, more episodes. Obviously, some episodes will be different than other in their formats. But obviously, this literally is just a solo podcast. Me waffling. About football for most part. Uh obviously I've said I want to get you guys involved, so please make sure you do. Um wanna try and have a nice long, flourishing, bit of a unique in its solo capacity podcast. Um if you did enjoy, I'd massively appreciate the support. Uh, if you leave a five star rating on either Spotify or Apple podcasts. Um I hope you did enjoy and there'll be a new episode coming very very shortly thank you all for the support thank you for listening hope you enjoyed have a good rest of your weekend and i'll see you next time goodbye